literally the weekend is here. Thank you. It is Saturday afternoon. It is so crazy right now what's going on. The coronavirus has literally shut down the world. Schools canceled. All schools. Illinois, no kid is going to school from Tuesday to March 30th. I think they're having school Monday just so if they didn't have their stuff, all their books, all their notes, all that good stuff, everybody can go back to class on Monday, one more day, get everything that they need, set up the e-learning because they will be doing school just at home. That happened Friday at like 3.30, no, probably about 4.30 and toilet papers off the shelves, can't keep them in stock, hand sanitizer, the world is going nuts buying as many supplies as possible. I was sent a story from Pat Beals. He's my buddy. I will say his name often because he does help contribute in many ways to Edge of Your Seat podcast. Much appreciated. But he sent me a story of this guy, well, I guess his brothers, that have 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer in their garage. So what they were trying to do is they were going to buy it all and then try to sell it on eBay and Amazon. But with Amazon and eBay and other places that they could sell stuff, changing how they're going about their business because of the coronavirus, these guys are left with that many bottles of hand sanitizer and no way to get rid of it. I'm appalled. I mean, that is so stupid. Trying to make a dollar during a national emergency. The President of the United States, say what you want to about Donald Trump, gave a speech to the people of this country about this virus. Talked to everyone, had doctors on there telling everybody details and what they're doing to try to get rid of it and all this other stuff. And these guys are going and trying to make a dollar. Well, <laughs> they got caught up <laughs> and they're not making a dollar. Nobody's probably going to buy it from them personally. I was like, hey, maybe they could go, I guess, door to door and sell hand sanitizer. I don't know what they were going to do after that, but it's just a shame. I mean, we should be helping each other out and making sure people are safe and things like that. Speaking of, I know we shouldn't live in fear and we should still try to live our lives. But at the same time, I feel being precautious is the safe way to do things. So I've kind of distanced myself away from people, not because of the people, not because of things that are going on. Nothing like that. I mean, going on with like personal relationships that in terms of that going on. But I want to be safe and healthy. I want the next person to be safe and healthy. If that means me staying in my house and not going to things where people are going to be and, you know, special occasions or and occasions that we have to go through or go to such as wakes and funerals and weddings and stuff like that. I'm not going to any of that while this thing is going on. And that is no offense to anybody else. None whatsoever. But I want to make sure I'm healthy. That's my number one priority. And that should be everybody's number one priority. And if you have kids, maybe that's your number one priority and your number two. It makes sense. But that's how we should be looking at this. Everybody's like, oh, it's nothing serious. That's okay. It might not be something crazy serious. But the death tolls, you know, past 4,500. Sure, we're trying to not make it more. And there are studies saying that, you know, people my age or teenagers or whatever like that are pretty much safe and it's just like a common cold. It's still killing people. The government still thinks it's necessary to not have people go to school or games. Every single league, whether it be professional, college, high school, everything is on lockdown. State tournaments are not happening. It is Saturday afternoon right now. We should be in the middle of class 1A and 2A 
championship games and third place games in boys basketball. That's what should be happening right now, but it's not because of this thing. So I am taking care of myself and taking care of the people around me. From what I hear, you can, so say you have it, you touch something and it's there. And that person has an open wound or whatever, touches a desk, you shake their hand and you can pass it towards them. I might have it right now. I have no idea. I don't have any symptoms. I'm not sick at all. Very, very healthy is how I feel. But what if I had that virus and my immune system is just beating it, defeating it? But if I had it and go and shake somebody's hand, a 75, 80 year old man or woman, and their immune system can't, you know, I may have just helped kill somebody and not even know it. So yeah, I'm being precautious. I'm not trying to live in fear, but I am protecting myself and the people around me. That's what I'm trying to do. And that's what we all should be trying to do. So that's what it is. And man, there has been so many deaths around this area, cancer, freak car accidents, all kinds of stuff. And I'm just kind of getting sick of seeing death all the time. I figured it out in the last two years, I had been to 10 funerals and probably should have went to about five more, to be completely honest with you. It is so sad. And we got this coronavirus thing going on. There's no sports. It's snowing in March. Just trying to keep smiles on my face and the people around me and make good podcasts, go to work, have fun, setting up checking and savings accounts. Just getting sick of seeing people die and having people cry around you and it is just morbid and I just decided to pay my respects in a different way and not go. I know this is about the coronavirus and I just sent it into my own little personal deal, but this is kind of like counseling sometimes. It really is. I don't know who's listening. I know people are listening. I see the numbers and thank you very much for checking out Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Very much appreciated. But it's kind of counseling, like talking to a mic and just rolling and your feelings and getting stuff out. So if I'm getting too personal, you can just let me know. Send me an email at edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And I, of course, am the host of this podcast, Brandon Lachance. Don't know where you heard this one, but you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. If you are not following us on Facebook or Twitter, social media, please do. We definitely appreciate that. You can find out all the shows when they're coming up. I try to, if there's a couple days in between, I try to post other stuff or let you know what's going on. I'm remodeling my podcast room. I guess we'll call it the studio. So hopefully when I get everything done, I'll put some photos up and maybe we start doing some videos. I put my desk and everything in good surroundings or an environment for video. So maybe we'll turn this into a video We'll see. I don't really get it. I don't really like watching people talk. But for some odd reason, I've been told by many, many, many people that I should do it and set this up on YouTube so you guys can watch me talk and maybe put up some videos of people I'm talking about or or things like that. So we'll see what happens there. But always trying to make the show better each and every time. But yeah, if you think I'm being too personal, just let me know. Send me an email. I'll respond. We'll see what happens. On this show, we have Roanoke Benson, boys basketball coach, Abe Zeller. His team should be playing today. They should be playing in either the championship game or the third place game because they're one of the final four teams in Class 1A basketball. He was disappointed. His team's disappointed that they were not playing today. Instead, you know, they're just going to be remembered as state qualifiers for a very, very crazy time in our history. I spoke with him about this coronavirus and 
You know, it's going to be remembered forever. This is going in the history books. Nothing like this has ever happened in America. Never. Nothing a shutdown like this. You know, somebody said about 1919 and the flu and, you know, things were canceled and stuff like that. But the world wasn't on lockdown like it is now. There weren't people saying, hey, I should not leave my house. Nobody should leave their house. Kids are not going to school, whether it's college or high school or whatever. Nobody's going. Toilet paper, hand sanitizer, wiped off the shelves. Insane. Never happened before. Abe and I talked about that, and it was pretty cool. He's a great guy. Gave us some history on the Roanoke basketball program and what he's been able to do there. Just a great season. Some great kids on that team. Speaking of, I just looked at the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association 1A and 2A state teams. Roanoke Benson had Jack Weber, and we mentioned him in the podcast. He made the second team. He's a senior. And then junior Luke Brahman was on the third team. Indian Creek had three players on the All-State teams for the IBCA. Senior Cooper Larson, who was on this podcast, was on the second team. Junior Drew Gatson made the third team. And then junior Cam Russell was honorable mention. So Coach Joe Pycars has got two guys returning next year that were selected for the IBCA All-State team. So he's got to be pumped up about next year. Man, super sectional lost. One game away from being in that Final Four. I know that was tough. Henry Sinatuan, senior Jake Miller, honorable mention. That's awesome from him. Good player. Definitely a really good player. He made it. Landon Larkin, a senior from Earlville, honorable mention. That dude can straight fill it up. He can fill it up. Score from anywhere. Just looking at these guys. I mean, I'm not going to list everybody that made these teams, but just looking at these guys, I'm like, man, these seven names that I just mentioned, monsters. Like, this is an all-star team right here. For the 2A IBCA state teams, the second team saw Fieldcrest Jr., Jackson Cusack McKay, great kid, lefty, guard, does it all. I seen him last year against El Paso Gridley, knocked down seven threes. Never done that before in his life and probably won't again. He's not really a three-point shooter. But he was in situations where he's like, hey, I'm just going to let it go. And he did. He did. He's a great player. I'm glad to see him make the second team. And he's got one more year to try to climb up the ranks. From Kiwani, Kavon Russell. Not been on the show, but he's been mentioned many, many, many times by coaches and players that have played against him. He's a senior, again, from Kiwani. Made the third team. And then Hall's Trezra Barczyk. He's a junior. Made the honorable mention squad for the 2A IBCA team. Congrats to all of those guys. That is a great honor. It is super hard to get on those teams. If you just took the honorable mentions, so you're like, oh, it's just an honorable mention. You didn't make first, second, or third. All of those honorable mention kids are either the best player on their team in high school or the second best player on their team. And the best player is on the first, second, or third team. Like, that's, that's how it goes. So crazy. You have to be an elite player to be selected for any of those. Associated Press or Illinois Basketball Coaches Association. Why I am listing off a bunch of names, I have another great reason to list off names, and that is for the Illinois Valley All-Star Game. Edge of Your Seat Podcast was lucky enough to get a ballot and filled it out to help select the best talent in the area for these games. Unfortunately, with the coronavirus, it has been postponed. Going to try to get a new date, but it's not looking well with things that are going on with IVCC. They're going to, you know, redo some parts of the gym, new paint job, you know, give it a fresh look. And that's going on in the summer. 
So don't know when the game is going to happen for sure, for sure, but hopefully it does. I'm going to go through this list real quick. A lot of these people were on the podcast or their coach was talking about them. So for the boys, we have Trevor Duraset from Woodland, Mason Benning from Streeter, Landon Larkin from Earlville, Jake Miller from Henry, Griffin Self from Henry, Wyatt Davis from Princeton, Dalton Dean from Burl Valley, Ben Krause from Seneca, Alex Lenkaitis from LaSalle, Peru, Jacob Pishka from Putnam County, Brian Fuentes from Hall, Brad Weber from Midland, Jude Kaufman and Miles Tucker from Ottawa, Tyler Harms from Flanagan Cornell, Matt Lorton and Garrett Nix from Fieldcrest, Jake Weber and Trenton Weldon from Roanoke Benson, and Tony Pesateri from Serena. Hopefully I didn't butcher any of those names that I'm not familiar with. Tried my best. Representatives from all over the place, like I said, you've heard most of these names on this podcast or even heard them talk themselves. So great for them. Let's move on to the girls. St. Bede, Christine Seneca, and Cassidy Brady. Marquette, Aubrey McCollum, and Emma Thomas. Fieldcrest, three representatives, and Hannah Baker, who is just on this podcast. Alex Carls, Nevada Park. From Midland, Maddie Gransart. From Princeton, Kenzie Coleman. Molly Boyd and Avery Lamus from Putnam County. LaSalle Peru with three representatives, and Rhiannon Skoog, Emma Hat, and Paige Champlin. Ottawa's Reagan O'Fallon, great player. Seneca, Arborita Jashari, and Mara Bruno. Lemoy, Ohio, Cassidy Geiger, and then Hall, Hannah Hart, and Taya Katani. Taya, Hannah, Rhiannon, Hannah, and Cassidy were all on this podcast. And the coaches from LaSalle, Hall, Fieldcrest, and St. Bede were also on this podcast during the season. So, well representative. Sure you heard the names. Great job of all of them. Hannah Hart. Man, I've seen a lot of girls basketball players around here, and she is awesome. She'd probably be in my top five of the players that I've saw during my career. Just off the top of my head, I'd have to say Hannah Hart, Hunter Galassi, both from Hall, Amelia Bromanchenko from Mendota. Those three for sure, for sure, are three of the best players that I've seen since I've been a reporter. And that's 15 years. I'd have to scratch my brain and, you know, go through tons of memories, tons of stories to figure out the other two. But off the top of my head, those three are in there for sure. Congrats to all those players. Making that Illinois Valley All-Star game is pretty special. I talked to Josh Nallman, who is the IBCC women's basketball coach. He'll be on in a couple podcasts, and we talk about that game. We talk about the season for the Eagles and the All-Star game because he puts a lot of work into it, and it's a lot of fun to do. When I was with the local paper, me and another sports writer actually were coaches. I'm looking at the, it was 2017, I'm looking at the Illinois Valley All-Star game plaque that I already have on the wall in the remodeled, remodeling, Edge of URC podcast studio. So, lots of fun. I have had a great time. I think I've been there. Ooh, nine years is how many there's been. Uh, I've had to have been to like six or seven of them. Been to quite a few. So, always a great time. Anyway, I do not want to talk any longer. Almost going on 20 minutes. Abe Zeller, great guest. Really appreciated him taking time to speak with me. And we spoke today. This is the most timely interview in Edge of URC podcast history, I believe. (laughs) Usually it takes me a few days or a couple weeks to catch up, depending on what's going on in my life. 
depending on where we're at sports-wise. I try to make it as timely as possible, but it's a podcast, and you can listen to it any time. So if it's a little delayed or, you know, a season's over for a couple weeks before I hear from a coach or a player, and, you know, there's lots of schedules and timing and all kinds of things that go into this podcast thing, time to edit, things like that. So I try to get them out as timely as possible, but sometimes it just doesn't work that way. This one, extremely timely. I just talked to him this morning. So thanks again, Abe. Great season for Roanoke Benson. I wish we could have seen what they did or what they could do in the state championship tournament, but coronavirus got us all. I have to be preventive though. I am not talking smack about us getting on lockdown to stay healthy. I'm not doing that. And Abe and I talk a lot about that. So, like I said, I'm done talking. Thanks again. One more big shout out, Brian Cavelli for the intro and outro track for this podcast and every other episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Until next time, peace. Amidst all the craziness in the world, everything seems to be on lockdown with this coronavirus, COVID-19. I think that's how you say it, covid We still can talk and discuss whatever we want to, including the coronavirus, on this podcast, Edge of Your Seat. We are joined today by Roanoke Benson boys basketball coach, Abe Zeller. Abe, how's it going today? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. You have always been awesome to talk to. Local paper that I worked for, you weren't one of our main teams, but anytime we ran across you in Tri-County Conference stuff and things like that, you were always really cool to talk to. So thanks for spending your time with us this morning. Let's hop right into the basketball season. You guys are in the semifinals for the Class 1A State Championship Tournament, and there's now no tournament. How does that work for, I mean, it can't work for you guys to get to that level and then you can't even play? Uh, yeah, I mean, you that's what everybody dreams about every year, all the way through, every coach, every player, really of every IHSA State Finals Tournament you dream to play for state championships so obviously there's a lot of disappointment for all eight teams that were there but also don't let's not forget you know all the other teams that were in 3a 4a and really all the teams now that had a spring sport that were aspiring and training all all their career of high school whether they were senior through freshman to 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 win a state championship in spring sports and that's still up in the air so um just just nothing like this has uh ever ever happened i mean if you are a basketball fan which obviously I am, and I know you are. Um, the, even the NCAA tournament, that was my, those four days are the best four days of any basketball fan. So uh, when that got canceled, uh, I think our guys maybe a little bit, I, in the back of my mind, I was telling my closest to me, I don't see how I just say, you know, I, I thought there was, when I went to that meeting that Kirk Gibson was going to say exactly what he said. So. Anyway, it was uh, it was tough to take, but uh, again, you, you, there's a lot of worse things that can happen to you than get to a Final Four and then get told you can't play. Uh, we're still pretty lucky for what we've been able to enjoy this season with these guys, with with our basketball family. Definitely. Do you think the way that I mean the country in general has acted, or you know, shut down, canceled sports leagues, stuff like that? Do you think that's an overreaction? You know, I I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a medical doctor by any means, so I don't know what. Yeah, you, know, you you hear both sides, just like you always do on any really topic of what a group thinking this that oh man, I can't believe they're shutting it down. This is ridiculous. And other people saying you guys don't realize how 
what epidemic this could take, if there wasn't enough hospital beds, if there was enough doctors to take care. I mean, who knows? I just, I am, uh, I, I know what I know, and, it, and it's not, uh, it's not medicine. So I can give my opinion and think it's a little overkill, but uh, I could be dead wrong with that. One thing I know that you know is basketball. Let's talk about Roanoke Benson's season. I mean, you guys are Final Four in Class 1A. That's amazing. So congrats to you and everything that you've been able to do with this team. Let's talk about the regular season first and the journey that, you know, it was to get to where we're at right now. Right, and uh, you said it good right there, Brandon. Every season is a journey. Every season has its ups and downs, and uh, this season we had a lot of we were riding pretty high, uh, obviously, all season, which was made it such an, a, a fun, amazing run um, that we had, you know. So the schedule, um, starting even at the El Paso really Thanksgiving tournament with uh, EPG and the championship with a their own stud, Jack Weber, who uh, I believe was second team All-State, IBCA, and, and then AP, I'm not sure, not, I will mention at least. Um, and to get a win there, um, when uh, both Jack Webbers, ours and theirs, Ours went down in the third quarter with an ankle injury, and theirs was in foul trouble to hold the game. So guys just having to step up early and get a, a big win against a really good team on their home floor as they're with the host. Um, and then just really throughout the whole regular season, um, whether, you know, we were challenged by Peoria Christian and Tri-County and then our non-conference schedule of a slew of HOIC teams and uh, Peoria Quest and the Williamsville Christmas Tournament playing in the conference Tri-County Conference Tournament Championship at Putnam was a great atmosphere and uh, just a great overall regular season that we were tested, battle-tested, and uh, just an enjoyed to be part of. When you're talking about Roanoke Benson or you look at the squad, what is it about this roster, this team, that has allowed you to get to the you know state semifinals and have the success that you guys have had this year? Whether man or, or zone defense, we, we have a lot of the pieces to make a really good defensive team. When you first starting with uh, Luke Brayman in the middle at six eight, um, who's done a really good job, especially this year, learning to to keep his body upright and stay out of foul trouble. He had as a sophomore, he was in a lot more foul trouble than he was this year. There was a few games that stick out to me. Princeville, um, he was in foul trouble early, and a few other games, but really. Never were we in, in dire need at the end of games of, of him not, of him having fouled out where it really mattered. So that having him there was big. And then the length we had with both Nixus, Jacob, and Logan Nix, and Trent Weldon on the, the down parts of our zone or just wherever um, were huge for what they could do. And then up top, we have both Webbers and James Early, whether he was up top or, or bottom on the, of the zone. Just being able to, to cover and, and, and change our zone, whether we needed to be more inside or more outside pressure, was huge, and, and they, we had the athletes to do it this year and do it well. Definitely, and you were talking about Mr. Weber earlier. Just to let you know, I did vote for him for the uh, All-Star game, the Illinois Valley All-Star game. Well, I appreciate that. Quite a quite a senior year and uh, as well-deserving of any accolades he gets. I did not see him play this year, but I did see him play last year in the uh, Tri-County Conference tournament, I think, a couple games. Didn't you guys uh, knock out Depew last year or the year before? Yeah, the year before. We had a, we had a big one against them. So. We lost to them in the tournament championship two years ago. Three years ago, we knocked them off when they were ranked, and we were we came in as the eighth seed of the of the Tri-County tournament, if I believe. It's, sometimes seasons can be a blur, but I think that's correct. <laughs> yeah, and same here. After you've done this for so long, you kind of intertwine them, but I, we kind of knew what we were talking about. Same game. All right, on the court, what was it about this team where you guys, uh, you know, 
up tempo, push the ball? Were you just, you know, slow and methodical? What was it about this team that, you know, made the wins come? Offense, we always liked to run. I think when we could run, we tried to run. We definitely didn't just wow you with our with our scores as far as of what we averaged per game. It wasn't uh, anything spectacular. Fifty some, if I'm correct. I don't even that stat doesn't even ring a bell right now to me. But uh, a mix of having guys, whether Luke Brayman or uh, even Trent Weldon and Logan, some of those other guys inside to be able to score. And having the outside ability to tag Jack Weber was as good as anyone going left, which is what his dominant hand was. And no one could keep him from going left. Even the coaches that tried, it seemed like Jack found a way to, to get back to his left. And uh, James Early shooting, Jacob Nix outside. It was a good, well-balanced. We had a lot of different guys lead us in scoring throughout the season and step up when we needed them to step up. Definitely guys that people needed to key on, but there was no one that you could for sure key on because we've spread it pretty well um, points-wise. I think we had, uh, you know, Luke at like 13 and a half, and then you had both Jack and James at 10-something, and Trent was at 8-something, and Jacob at 6. So any night, any of those guys kind of can have their night, and uh, that that's what also helped when, when teams tried to a few boxing ones or a few, you know, just – clamped down on Luke, it opened up for somebody else to uh, to get it done for us. What did you finish the regular season at, record-wise? Regular season, we were 30-1. and one. Was that uh, one loss to? We lost to Peoria Quest Academy at, at Woodruff High School, where they play their home game in Peoria January 21st, and we had beaten them on, in the Williamsville Christmas Tournament Championship on a last-second tip-in by James Early, which was an amazing, again, one of the Many amazing plays that these guys did throughout the season. You know, at Quest, and Quest was a very good team. They were ranked in the state all year. Um, went played in a sectional or semi sectional semifinal. Lost to Athens, um, I believe. Anyway, that was a, a hard fought game that uh, we didn't we didn't play our greatest by any means, and uh, weren't able to get that one done. But uh, then we were able to run off however many up until uh, the state finals in a row. So. I had to ask who that one loss is because a basketball coach will definitely remember that one loss. Yeah, no, I, I remember the losses for the most part. You knew the date. What was the weather like? The weather like on that day? Oh, I mean, it was it was it was somewhat cold. I don't know if I know exactly what it was, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right, so then we get to the postseason. Again, you guys made it to the Final Four. What was going on in the postseason? What was talked in the locker room? You know, coach speech, stuff like that, that, you know, helped the team get through. For the first time, this was knowing, you know, by mid-year that this was a special group. Your players hear your voice so so often, and you hope that they stay in tune into your voice. But it's hard sometimes, I think, to always, always stay in tune to the same voice every time. Hearing Hearing the same message in a different way, I think, is good. So starting actually at the conference tournament championship, I brought in, I would call it the legend, Bill Zeman, you know, the longtime RB baseball coach and athletic director that I had the privilege to work under and, and work with and still um, look to as a, a mentor of mine uh, when it comes to things that especially involve RB and sports. Came in and did a, we do a, a shootout in the mornings of, uh, of game days we shoot free throws and go through some things and for this time I brought in him for just a 10 minute message of you know just I just let him speak on what kind of whatever he wanted but just a way to motivate the guys so um, that was great for him to for him to listen to him and have my guys listen to him and then uh, I did the same thing at the regional championship with Sam Durley played for me my first year and was a heck of a basketball player his 
father, Pat Durley, was a, was a coach at Ronald Benson for for six, seven, how many years. And I actually had uh, taken this, the last team in 95 to win the conference tournament and uh, get to a sectional championship where they lost to UI that year. But I had him able to speak, which was good and just great for the guys to hear from, you know, it went from Bill Zeman, who had, who had been through everything, to Sam Durley, a young guy one, uh, who's coaching at Eureka College. And so just both those messages to my guys I thought were really good and uh, just a different perspective of, of no regrets was kind of Sam Durley's last main point and uh, you know, I love that because when it comes to postseason that's really you gotta, the mindset you got to have. Every game is a single elimination game that uh, if you don't play well you go home. Being able to, to make the run Started with Leroy in the championship at Lexington, uh, Pulaski and Ridgeview and uh, Danville Schlarman sectional, and then uh, finishing it off, at least the season of how we had to finish it off, uh, against a really, really good Chicago Finger team on an ISU college court in an arena with uh, over, I don't know, 3,000 fans, it seemed like, from just RB all in a wave of uh, behind our bench was really, really cool and uh, awesome for our guys to experience, awesome for our coaching staff and really the community as a whole. Is this the furthest that Roanoke Benson has been? Yes, we, uh, in in 77, they got, Roger Wiseman was the coach at the time, got to the Elite Eight, and in 86, they got to the Sweet 16. So you're the first, you're the first ever. Yeah, we the first ever to get to the final four, which was uh, again like when I was telling these guys, and, and again when we had even have more time to reflect, I think especially with a lot of twiddle of our thumbs here for the next few weeks, I think it's going to be a chance for for everyone to really reflect on what really this season was able to be in so many different ways. So uh, definitely some firsts that we can definitely be proud of, and uh, these guys uh, again just an amazing group to have do it and to be able to experience it with them and, and, and again I can't say enough about our community at RB just a great great community that has uh, been very supportive to, to myself to my family to the players I think it's they care about kids they care about what we do in RB it's really good how has your team taken it? I mean, they're high school kids, range from 14 to 18 years old. They can be cocky. They can be, you know, overconfident. They can be humble, modest, you know, all the adjectives that you would want to use about, you know, use in sports and how they are, especially, you know, you lose one game during the regular season. So you go in with confidence. How did they act or, you know, take Getting to the Final Four of Class 1A in the entire state of Illinois, how did they hold their head and how did they go about their business? I thought they, they handled it very well. Obviously, I, I'm sure that they, I know they were crazy disappointed, sad, mad, angry. I mean, there's a mixture of emotions, I'm sure, how each of them exactly were. I mean, I, I allowed them, obviously, to, to handle it in their own room after a while and even just staying together as a team. Thursday night, we did stay in Peoria since we were already there, and I uh, just wanted them to just be together. So we will have a chance tomorrow. We're gonna we're having a, a, just a team dinner at, at Luke Brayman's house um, for the team and, some, and the coaches and whatnot. So that will be an, another chance to, after even a couple of days of them being able to be at home or be with their family and friends or whatever, and not, not exactly with their basketball family, but to come together again and just – even reflect more, maybe even have a better understanding then of what this is and you know, how we do feel, and even giving me a chance to reflect more and, uh, and have a chance to talk to them because uh, the immediate moment um, is pretty hard. I mean, I it's been a whirlwind. I don't even know, even with this talk that we're having, I don't 
right? Sometimes I, I don't even know what, what is being said. It's just been a whirlwind for so many different people. With the coronavirus and then throwing everything that the coronavirus has affected, I just don't. We are in uncharted territory that you can't control. And that's why um, I am very happy and, and hopeful that if you have God in your life, the fear that this could cause some um, hopefully won't cause those that do. And just that I would, my, my prayer is that we can look to God in these hard times. It's the only place to look. Yeah, and I've talked to a lot of people the last few days, ranging all ages. I've talked to 70, 80-year-olds. I've talked to athletes, non-athletes, all around, and nobody has ever seen anything like this. The only reference that I have been given or anything that's been close to this whatsoever is in 1919, there was the flu, the beginning of the flu, shut down some things, but that was it, and that is, you know, 100 years ago. Right, I mean, Jim Masson, Brandon, when he was interviewing me for the last time, just brought up, you know, night. I think it was 1907, but maybe I'm wrong, 1911, 1907, whatever it was, was the first state finals in basketball. And through World War One, World War Two, you name the, the the situation that happened that could have maybe caused a shutdown. The, 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 the state finals played on, and this is the first year since they started that they're not having um, a state tournament. Obviously, that's just on a low, a small of just Illinois state basketball, but just the big picture of canceling the NCAA tournament again as we already mentioned that one as a basketball guy is just uh, it's depressing that's for sure just uh, crazy if I wasn't at work when I read the breaking news notification that popped up on my phone that said the NCAA tournament was going to be canceled I may have cried I may have right, yeah right I know that, that, might been my, that might have been my second or third or fourth time crying that day no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, if I would have been at home and when I read that, that, that might have happened. I'm not going to lie. As far as the state finals go, unfortunately, um, we will be getting a uh, some type of trophy is what I've understood. Um, nothing detailed yet about what that's going to be, but at the IHS, they will be sending all eight, 4-1-A and 4-2-A, a state finals trophy that will say something like on the lines of state finalists 2020 type of thing. So to recognize that you were part of the final four. So, in essence, all four teams are all state champions, sort of, kind of. Pretty much in your area, everyone's going to say, we were state champs. In 20 years, when people are talking about this, Goreville, Ronald Benson, Aurora Christian, and Madison, in my opinion, are all going to be able to say that, which, well, that's fine. In your area, you're not going to be talking to, I'm not going to be talking to many people down at Goreville, and on social media, we can both argue why we would have both won, and that would be kind of funny to, to do, I'm sure, but we're, we're happy Again, these kids are not, they're very, very disappointed, but I have to believe, I know they, when they look back, we will, the, we will all be happy to reflect on this season. There again, will always might be some sadness when you think about the what should have, could have been. We ended our season on a win, and again, at ISU, which is an awesome venue and a great, it was a great, great atmosphere, to end with Jack Weber attacking the rim from a tip out from his senior buddy, Trent Weldon. Almost, we could have turned it over at that moment and had our dreams crushed to then make a layup and an and one. Um, again, a lot of cool memories um, that everyone will will remember for a long, long time, at least in our area. And when you look back at this, or I guess can't look back because it's happening right now, I mean, this is how the 2020s are going to be remembered. Even though we just started, we're three months into 2020, this is going to be like the first thing 
20, 30, 40 years from now, we look back and like, yeah, that coronavirus. And where it actually ends, the, the story is by no means written yet. But 2020 will for sure be remembered by how the coronavirus forever changed you know, lives, not just, we, I wanted to, I was just already say sports, but sports is, is just a little part of this. There's a lot of other things that uh, are going to be affected and, and people who are going to have to deal with situations that I, I can't even imagine. And uh, obviously my world does revolve around sports as a basketball coach and athletic director at Ronald Benson. But uh, it's important to always to remember every, the whole picture and uh, in the whole picture, again, uh, that God is in control. That's important to, to remember. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, outside of sports, like, yeah, NBA, NHL, MLB all suspended or canceled their seasons, stuff like that. But even in my area, Roanoke Benson is a little further out. I live in Mendota. You know, Fish Fries, a toy show in Sublette was canceled. Just about everything, meetings for the board of schools and everything else canceled. Like, that is really insane that everything in the world was kind of on lockdown the last few days. Right. What point does it change? And obviously for schools, I'm not sure how much you know, but, you know, everyone now who is a spring sport person has got uh, March 30th X to see what is decided at that point moving forward for uh, for spring sports. Because as of right now, that's the date that, that everyone's on lockdown till. So uh, it'll be a kind of a waiting game, but that waiting game can create anxiety and fear. And uh, yeah, my hope is that you that. We, we shouldn't fear this, but we should just be uh, attentive to it and, and trying to do whatever we can to help the, the situation. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, the governor of Illinois, Mr. Pritzker, has shut down schools from Tuesday, today Saturday, so Tuesday, just a few days, until March 30th, shutting all schools in Illinois down. When I heard that, I was like, this is now serious. Like, everybody right. was cracking memes and cracking jokes and, you know, things like that. But then when schools are shut down, every single sports league is shut down. All high schools, everything shut down. Then you're like, okay, there's something serious going on here. And, yeah, the death numbers are not as bad as a regular flu or car accidents or anything like that. But there's, I think there's obviously something behind this that may have a lasting effect. You can always uh, guess on what you think could be or why it is be or who's doing what they're doing and why they're doing it. But uh, no matter what, this is why it is. Uh, it's just uh, crazy. Um, you know, and, and even you, you mentioned, we, we, we're talking about sports, but the, the moms and dads who have full-time jobs who are going to have to scramble to find daycare um, for, their, for their kids. And just a domino effect that this whole virus, coronavirus, is having uh, – is uh is is huge it's it's unbelievable the one cool thing and then we can stop talking about coronavirus i feel like we've been talking about this for three hours and i've been talking to you for two minutes (laughs) but uh, the one the one cool thing that i've seen on facebook is you know kids since colleges have been shut down i've seen a lot of college kids that are like hey i have nothing to do right now if you need your kid babysat while you go to work i can do that that's been pretty cool I do think, obviously, in every situation, there's opportunities for people to rise to the occasion and uh, and help out where they can. And uh, you know, that's you know, even like when you think about what Kevin Love did for the Cavaliers, and then that that trickle effect when when good things happen or good things are done, people see and they want to do. You know, it can be a domino effect in a good way for for whatever needs to be done. And I, that's that's my hope also is that. And people do get help. I, I even joke to my wife. I say, well, I could do a daddy daycare for two weeks while I'm off of school. <laughs> <laughs>
That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, Kevin Love donated some money. And uh, you had Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, and Zion Williamson, the rookie phenom from New Orleans Pelicans. Both of them have said that they were going to pay all the you know regular workers or things around right. our teams. I mean, that is really generous and you know good for them having the funds to be able to do that and then going through with it. Right, absolutely. Well, thank you for joining me on a Saturday. I mean, uh, usually there's a lot of things going on, especially, I mean, you'd be in tournament mode right now at 11, 11 a.m. on a Saturday. You would definitely be in tournament mode. You know, unfortunately, like, we have talked about the coronavirus for probably like 20 minutes here, and, you know, this is going to be something I don't think any of us are going to forget. And even if nothing happens, like, I don't know anybody that's been infected with the virus. I don't know if you have or not. But even if nothing happens... Just the way the world has acted and, you know, been cautious about everything. Like, hey, wash your hands, stock up on toilet paper, hygiene, very important. And the, the messages that are being sent, hopefully, you know, moving forward, nothing like this happens again. But we're forever going to remember this. Forever. 2020 is a history lesson for uh, the, the next generation, for sure. For any history teacher out there, they're going to have lived it and have a great understanding of it. Well, Abe... I really, really appreciate you joining us for Edge of URC podcast, and we've talked some basketball, even though there's no basketball going on right now. Again, it's a shame. We've both discussed our, you know, disappointment with that, and you've talked about the players being disappointed. Hopefully, you know, moving forward again, this doesn't happen again. But you were able to join us, Edge of URC podcast, and we definitely appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me, Brandon. You have a great one.